Good afternoon, and welcome to Faith Talk with Zamaya. You're listening to your inspirational podcast, where faith and hope collide. Hello, and welcome to Faith Talk with Zamaya. I'm yours truly, your host, Zamaya. Well, I hope everyone has been having a great week. Mine has been full of love <laughs> and much laughter. Uh, anyone that knows me knows that I, I love to laugh. I'm always ready for a good laugh. You know, I think it's one of God's greatest gifts. And uh, I'm one of those believers that laughter is the best medicine, you know. And I'm like, please don't let it be one of those moments where I see something and I see that someone else has seen what I've seen. <laughs> I'm like, because if they chuckle even a little bit, you guys, it's over. I'm like bursting. But now I've gotten better to where I can go ahead and get up and leave and <laughs> so that I don't offend someone. Uh but I just, I love laughing. You know, it's one of my greatest pastimes and I think it's one of the sweetest gifts from God. And so I wish all of you much laughter from the belly and great love from the heart. How's the weather where you are? I know I have listeners from all over and I'm in Montgomery, Alabama. And right now we are wrestling between winter and spring. I, I know the calendar may have said that it was the first day of spring, but winter is like, uh-uh, I am still in the building don't count me out. So if you're planning a trip to Montgomery, Alabama, just get a fur coat and some flip flops and you should be just fine. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, isn't it funny though, how life can sometimes mimic the weather, you know, you can be experiencing amazing moments in your life. And then all of a sudden a storm hits. I know for me, I've, I've had many moments like this and, you know, I had one this past December where I received the most amazing news and then a devastating event took place. And I'm like, what <laughs> in the world just happened? Like, I'm on cloud nine, I'm excited, I'm celebrating, I'm telling, you know, my closest friends, hey, this is what God is doing in my life. And then I don't even think it was, it probably had it been the next day, um, some really devastating, a devastating event took place. And it knocked the complete wind out of my sails. And I was so heartbroken that I completely let it take the beauty of my good news away. It was almost as if the good news never happened. That's how big the storm was. You know, it was just so shocking to me that you could have told me I won a million dollars and I'd have been like, but did you just see what happened? Have you heard what happened? And you know, a lot of times we give power to uh, the events, you know, not understanding that God is still in control, but I thank God that I am on the latter side of that storm and I didn't drown, you know, it didn't take me out. And I know that it was only his grace, you know, his unmerited favor that allowed me to overcome, you know, there's an English proverb that says April showers bring Mayflowers. And I believe that that saying can be paralleled with the scripture found in Genesis 50 and 20. It says you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. 
And here Joseph is speaking to his brothers. You know, if you go and study the story, he was a dreamer. And, um, you know, the Lord was revealing promises that were over his life. And he revealed them to his brother and they, brothers and they uh, sold him into slavery. And, you know, he just encountered storm after storm, April shower after April shower. But each shower brought him closer to his destiny and, you know, to his Mayflowers. And it was only the grace of God that enabled him to not only endure each shower but overcome and then grace caused him to be elevated you know that unmerited favor kept him and then elevated him but I also believe that you know it was his own personal decision to trust the Lord his response in times of trouble you know uh, the most critical hour or moment in our faith is how we respond and how we react and it is learned behavior guys it takes discipline but I thank, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I thank the Lord that he is not a respecter of persons. And he has made grace available to all of us to endure and overcome. Man, his grace is so amazing that he has given us the ability to take every April shower and cause it to be the very water that we walk on after him. Isn't that beautiful? You know, that that there is a song that says, where would I be if it had not been for the Lord? Where would I be? You know, his grace is so sufficient in every area of life. There's absolutely no place that you can go that grace is not. You know, it's like a passport. It it admits you places. It's a bodyguard. It's, you know, it can be a mother. It can be a father. Like there's grace is just so giving and so anointed for every walk of life. And that is just the love of God, you know, his love washes over us and makes us new and calls us his own. Thank you that I had nothing to do with that, Lord. Thank you that we had nothing to do with that because grace is the unmerited favor. That means there's nothing that you did. There's nothing that you've done and there's nothing that you will do, but just the grace of God, you know, it's just beautiful. And uh, I like to make things simple. I used to be a preschool teacher. And so, you know, I'm, I always would incorporate the word of God with the little ones and I, I would make it simple. And so for me, when I study grace, I look at it as kingdom currency. And if you are a believer, you have access to grace ATM. We're able to shop in the kingdom store. So if I'm at work <laughs> and someone is working my nerves, you know, I can access peace and I can access long suffering with grace. You know, um, if, if you're on a diet and somebody brings in cookies and cakes or some pie or some donuts, you know, you can access self-control, you know, even though, you know, it's really good. <laughs> you can access self-control. You know, if you feel yourself getting offended you can access kindness and gentleness. That's the grace of God over your life that gives you access to the kingdom's resources. You know, the kingdom is fully stocked always with the fruits of the spirit, ready for you to access so that you may live after the spirit and not the flesh. And, you know, here was one of the most beautiful revelations that I received. Um, if I need strength, I can access joy. I can access the fruit of the spirit that is joy. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
So if I need strength, all I need to do is access joy. You know, the joy of the Lord is found in being in his presence and reading his word and in prayers and in listening to your worship music. So if I need strength, if I need to be stronger and bolder and walk in my authority, I get in joy. I ask this joy. I say, Lord, give me joy. Help me, Father, to walk in joy. And you know, that will allow you to walk in that authority and know that you're more than a conqueror, all because you've been in his presence. You know, essentially, you've made his joy your joy. However, (laughs) the crossroad happens when one of those April showers takes place. You know, kind of like the one I had in December. You know, because you have to ask yourself, do I access kingdom currency, this grace that's over my life, or do I sign my name to a mortgage with sin? Because sin doesn't have a currency. It only has mortgages. Sin only wants you and you completely. So in order for you to have access, in order for you to fully engulf yourself in sin, you must give yourself away. Uh... There's a quote that says that I really love that says sin will take you farther than you meant to go and keep you longer than you meant to stay and cost you more than you want to pay. And that's because, you know, with sin, you're signing a contract on your life. Isn't that not crazy that you become your own contract killer? You know, a contract killer, you know, from the movies, because I don't know any contract killers, (laughs) but from the movies, a contract killer, there's a contract on someone's life and they find somebody to go kill them. Well, that's what sin does to us, you guys. It contracts us to kill ourselves because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. You know, and you always will pay more than what you ask for. And these these loans, these mortgages, they come with so much fine print. You know, you imagine if you choose to walk in anger instead of forgiveness. I mean, and I'm not talking about like godly anger. I'm talking about vicious anger. You know, it could lead to murder. It could lead to physical abuse, verbal abuse, you know, lashing out at people and having bitterness. Like just so much devastation can take place just from walking in anger. And, you know, it's because all those mortgages, all those loans that you're getting from sin they have they come with this little fine print that says to kill i'm sorry to steal kill and destroy and that is what sin does to us you know the enemy wants what you have he's more certain of your power than you are because he wants he he understands being in the presence of the lord and he knows that you have great authority to cause an atmosphere to shift so he seeks to use you to further his agenda you know uh, we may live in a fallen world but he is fallen and he desires to see us fall but i believe and i i declare that we will not you know live a life after the flesh that we will access grace that we will use the grace in a healthy way over our lives Um, Because we see everyday incidents, you know, in the news, in our local communities um, where people are living after the flesh and not the spirit. And it has, you know, sin doesn't just affect just one person. It affects everyone, the community, the state, the world. But here's what I love about grace. You know, um, grace does not give you permission to sin. I I think that that's one of those lies that's out there. So we're going to just go ahead and cast that down. 
it does not give you permission to sin. You're not, you know, breaking people's spirit and talking about people and robbing people in Jesus name. It's just not happening. You know, you are not doing anything that is in direct offense of God by God's grace. It's just, you know, unless your name is grace and then give me a call and we can talk about salvation. Um, but, uh, yeah. So the thing I love though, about grace is when you find yourself in contract with sin, when you have mortgaged yourself off, you know, we are called the temples of the Holy Spirit. And so when you mortgage off that temple to sin and you give it access and you get tangled in its web and you come to the end of yourself. And when I say the end of yourself, it's usually the end of your pride, you know, because pride it leads to destruction every single time. But when you come to the end of yourself and you say, you know what, I cannot continue to live this way. I cannot continue to think this way and act this way. I don't want to be this person anymore. And you say, Jesus, help me, help me, help me and help my unbelief and help me to be that woman that you've called me to be that man of God that you've called me to be. Let me tell you what grace does. Grace comes in and becomes the closing cost. Mm, that is so amazing. Grace will come in and become, it will buy you back. It will get rid of the mortgages that you have made with sin and it will demand sin to break contract over your life. You know, the beautiful thing is, is that grace will take you as is. The accuser of the brethren is accusing, is accusing us, you know, day and night. Um, but Jesus is always declaring pardons over us. Now, you think about grace taking you back after you mortgage yourself off to sin and grace comes and says, I'm going to buy you back. I'm going to take you back. I'm going to love you back to me as is. You know, I don't know anybody who's going in unless you're, you know, uh, with the fixer upper people or about to do some mass renovations or something like that. And you just want to do a flip. Yeah, that's what they call them. Flip, flip the house. Um, that you're going to buy a house as is, and it's horrible and tore down and raggedy. Cause just, let's just be real with ourselves. Sometimes how we act and how we think and what we're going through, we are some raggedy tore down people. And, but the grace comes in and says, I don't care. I love you. And I will, Hey, take you as is that, whew, that is grace. That is beautiful grace that cases against you are being dismissed because of the beautiful grace of God. You know, the grace of God is the gospel of Jesus. And the gospel of Jesus comes to break every chain and destroy every yoke. That's grace. I mean, that's showers of grace. You know, when we think of April showers, you think of the storms, the wind, the rain, the conditions, you know, that have caused delay in the success of your growing. But grace enters you know, in the middle of your showers, in the middle of the thunderstorm, in the middle of the thunder, in the middle of the lightning, in the middle, you know, of the breaking. Mm. And all you have is showers of grace, showers of grace. God is trying to shower grace over you so that you can live life and have life more abundantly. Grace is the strength you need before the storm, during the storm, and after and you know, grace will make you forget that you're even in a storm because it keeps using the storm to shape and mold you into the better version of yourself. Grace is so good <laughs> that it will help you see the gain in the middle of a loss. 
Isaiah 61 and 3. It says he gives you beauty instead of ashes, oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise. Friend, you may be experiencing a few showers, but I declare every shower will bring forth the most beautiful bouquet of flowers you have ever seen. You know, I have settled it in my heart that from this moment, I will use every storm as manure in my garden. Sure, manure stinks. You don't want to touch it, don't want to handle it, don't want to be close to it. But it's the best fertilizer for flowers. So I'm choosing to bless God in the middle of my April showers. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and dance in the rain. Because I know that my showers of grace are more powerful than any April shower I could ever experience. So you know what we should do? Go ahead and buy us a, an amazing vase. Because our most beautiful Mayflowers are on the way. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for another day to praise your holy name. We thank you for grace you so freely give to us. We thank you, Father, that in every area of life, grace is there. Forgive us, God, for every time we choose to live after the flesh and not your sweet spirit. Help us to access the fruits of the spirit and live a life that is pleasing unto you. We thank you that your heart is toward us day and night, seeking to restore and redeem us unto yourself. Help us to not be distracted by the storms or the rain or the thunder or the lightning, but be encouraged by the showers of grace that is made available to us. Continue, Father, to create in us clean hearts and right spirits that we would be men and women after your own heart fulfilling your will in every way and every day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.